This podcast includes excerpts from my interview with Liz Tilton, our queen beekeeper. Liz has many jobs before this. She was a social worker, worked in sales, even a PhD in literature. But listen as she shares how beekeeping found her. Failing. 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 When we talk about failure. Some battles you feel like you lost. And survival. Some battles you feel like you win. It's tough. I had to make some tough decisions. We've all faced failure, but what steps do we take to launch ourselves into success? I'm Sarah Brown. There is life. A blessing. Achieve your dream. And then what we do with it. And this is Failing Forward. I was really bored and I thought, I need bees. I don't know. That's it. I mean, it went like that. I'm bored. I need need bees. bees. There was no, like, transition to that. And my friend who had given me a jar of honey, who lives close to me, he honked at that moment. I'm crossing the street thinking, I need bees. I'm so bored. It's so gloomy. It's February. It's cold. It's lonely. And and I said, I was just thinking about you. He pulled over, you know. I said, I was just thinking about you. I was just thinking I need bees. He said, get in my car. And so I did. And he took me to Marymount, and he opened a garage. It wasn't his garage. I don't know whose garage that was, but packed with beekeeping equipment. And he just goes rummaging through this. Am I going into too much detail? No, keep going. Anyway, he put up a a beehive in my backyard that day. We put it together, put it up, and within two months I had bees in it, and that's that's how it started. And I became obsessed, obsessed with learning. He moved then to Florida, so I was left alone to figure out how to take care of these bees. And so I did for a couple of years, just took care of my own bees. But then... Um, people started calling me to do fancy things. Like I got this like call what? from a guy. I thought he was just some old guy who had a house and a farm in the country because he sounded kind of southern. You know, yeah. I don't know why. And he said he had some bees in a tree and uh, near a picnic area, and he needed the bees to go. So I said, oh. So I went out there, and I pulled up, and it was this massive company in Batavia massive I thought I had the wrong address and then this guy walked right out and he had this huge tree near this huge um, picnic area that the employees for this place used Mm -hmm. and I and I said you know I can't get the bees out of that tree you have to the tree has to come down to get that that high it was that big of a hive Mm -hmm. well the tree was dead too And he said, well, will you take care of getting somebody? So I'm like, I ha- so I thought, oh, my God. So I called an arborist. Anyway, I said, yeah, I'll take care of it. So I became this contractor hiring subcontractors oh my God. to take down the tree, cut the beehive out, move it back to my house, et cetera. So I started just accepting jobs like that. When you're working with a colony of bees... Can they, like, feel your energy or your fear or your mood or your – or is this a stupid question? But, yeah. Does it ever I'm affect – I'm leaning up to the microphone. I like the lead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Work with that. <laughs> so, yes. yes. They, they match your energy. So – and that is one of the most beautiful things about beekeeping because so many people – 
have to face their fears about being around that many stinging insects. And it's such good. Maybe this is one reason I just love it, because uh, if you open a colony and you're anxious, it's like dogs. You know, dogs do this, too. Totally. If you're fearful of them, they will, like, be aggressive. Yeah. They just, it's like projecting this thought, out, throwing an idea out in the universe, and the universe is going to respond with that. So, yes, bees match your energy. If you're anxious and if you're not calm and centered, they will respond in a more aggressive way. Okay, so I think this is a really cool tangent to go down. So I would really like to know, when you were first working with them Mm -hmm. and you didn't have as much practice around it, Mm -hmm. how did you center yourself or how did you learn that you can't go in with a whole ton of fear and nerves around them well i'd read that i mean i knew that and i don't know i mean i i used to get stung a lot more than i do now so i think probably i wasn't as fearful i mean i I wasn't as calm initially because Mm -hmm. i got stung more i don't remember um being i don't remember it being a problem for me because i think I am generally calm. Calm. Um, Yeah, you are. That's why you're probably so good at it. Well, but I also still have to talk to myself. So I have to remind myself to breathe Mm -hmm. and to move slowly Mm -hmm. and to just be calm. And fortunately, I do a lot of teaching. I teach a lot of people and we always do um, do the learning at the hives. So I get to remind a lot of people to remember to be calm and to make your movements methodical and not to rush this and to enjoy it. So, you know, whenever you're reminding other people of this, it becomes a lesson that you learn too. I hope you enjoyed our mini podcast. We would love your feedback. Tell us how you've been inspired to fail forward on any of your favorite social media sites. You can find us at Fail Forward Pod. I can't wait to hear from you. I want to thank everyone behind the scenes, Anna Bolke, our producer, and the incredible team at Gwyn Sound. If you liked this episode, please, please go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and write a review. 